Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking and re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and challenging your beliefs from American pop culture and your Christian denominational circles. How? By the renewing of your mind through God's Word and radio conversation. Well, have you ever read a missionary biography? My wife has has always championed not only reading, but especially reading you know the the types of of missionary biographies that were you know usually geared to, towards towards children and and so she's read you know Amy Carmichael and George Mueller and Gladys Allward and Lottie Moon and you know Eric Little just just to name a few and and I was actually personally was 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 just so impacted by Eric Liddell's story as a as a former Olympian, you know, an Olympic champion who actually sat out Sunday because he wanted to honor the Lord and and missed his chance of of winning the uh, the hundred yard or the hundred meter, I guess it is today. Uh, and then he turned into a missionary, just like his his mother and father had been, a missionary to China, and and he went on to to actually give his life in China in, in the mission field. And, and so my oldest son, Caleb, his middle name is actually Liddell, named after uh, Eric Liddell. And so missionaries have, have long been the heroes of, of Christians, and, and why not? You know, they, they go to foreign lands sharing God's word so, so that people can be saved. By the way, most of the, the missionaries that we actually read about are from Great Britain, not America. And so I think as Americans, we get a little jaded that way, thinking everything comes from us, and, and that's not the case. As a, as a late believer, I really understand the importance of, of people being evangelistic, you know, and, and I hate the, the idea of people rejecting Christ and, and spending eternity in hell. And so, so when I decided to leave my business 35 years ago to go to seminary, a huge part of that was was a desire to possibly become a missionary in the Dominican Republic. Uh, had a strong background in, in baseball and being Hispanic of some broken Spanish. And, and, I, and I just you know, thought I wanted to go and, and coach baseball and then uh, adopt all those orphan children, start a school and proclaim the gospel every day and you know, live happily ever after, essentially. Well, while I was attending the, the master's seminar, I, w- I was exposed to to another mission model, which was the idea of, of starting training centers uh, throughout the world. And you would plant this training center or a seminary or a Bible school in countries, basically so that the pastors didn't have to leave their home. They didn't have to go from Europe to America to go to seminary. And, and they could go and be trained in the Bible for, for three or four days and then go back home, return to their pulpit, return to their ministry, and not actually step out of ministry. That was something that I had to do right when I was ramping up in the local church. I, I had to step down and leave so that I could go back to school. And there's just something a little, little odd about that. And so I really liked that mission model as, as an American and speaking English. Traditionally, it would take, you know, maybe five years to be 
become fluent enough to actually teach where from day one, you could go to a training center, train up men, and you know they could go off to their 20 different churches and, and right away, you basically have an impact. Ironically, my, my seminary uh, buddies, uh, they, they, a lot of them came from other countries. And they had an interesting perspective looking at America and thinking that they were actually uh, evangelizing us and, and we were in outreach. And, and I thought that was interesting. And then while I was attending seminary, I had some great opportunities to, to minister in the inner city, to be involved in a, in a, in a rehab outreach. And, and I was reminded, again, that the mission field was, was right here, right here in America next door. So do you realize that right now the U.S. is one of the most ignored mission fields in the world? Only 20% of Americans attend church, which means that 80% don't. Now, I realize that not all believers attend church, and, and that's not a good thing. You, you know, don't replace the radio with, with the, uh, the local uh, congregation. But 80% of Americans don't go to church. Wow. That means you have 80% of American people that are, that, are, that are ripe, that have probably heard the name of Jesus, that are probably familiar with Christianity, that certainly know about the Bible and God, but they simply don't have time for it. And so one of the great things is here in America is everybody already speaks English. Well, most of us do anyway. And, and they're right next door. Did you also know that in 2015, almost 6,000 churches closed their doors? That, that's, that's frightening. Now, fortunately, there are many other churches that are, that are actually opening up, and, and so the number isn't quite that much, but, but it's still a very, very, very sad situation. And there's many Christian schools that are, that are following suit, especially since a lot of those are, are tied into to churches. Well, from small cities in the Northeast to small farms scattered across the plains to, you know, isolated logging communities and local neighborhoods, North America uh, is the only continent where Christianity is actually not growing. So our foreign brethren are actually starting to, to send missionaries this way. Uh, and again, what, what, an, what an interesting concept that is that that um, in, our, in our own homeland, we've seemingly forgotten communities that are, that are only minutes away from, from our own churches or, or local Christian schools. And we can actually reach unbelievers without having to go anywhere or studying languages or training in, in different cultures. And so years of, of crossing the ocean doesn't necessarily seem to be the best model. We have modern heroes of the faith right here in America, in Christian organizations. We, we have Christian radio. We have uh, food programs. We have homeless shelters. And we have Christian schools. Do you realize that, that the formula for mission work has long included the educating of children. Again, my goal of using baseball as a vehicle uh, to reach the lost in the Dominican was, was really um, accomplished through a Christian school. 
you know, we would start the day off playing baseball, gathering up the children, but the goal was to get them back into school. The goal was if they didn't have a home to adopt them. Why? So that we can spend each and every day in that Christian education setting to disciple and to evangelize. And, and the more research I did, the more I realized that that there really wasn't a difference between being at being at an American Christian school or in a foreign orphanage or a foreign school. I have a good friend who was involved in in planting two hundred uh, Christian schools throughout throughout Africa. What are we dealing with? We're dealing with preaching and teaching the gospel to children every day through education. That doesn't have location in it. That means that our Christian educators are missionaries next door, right here. Well, so what is a mission then? You know, we, we think of the Great Commission, Matthew 18, and, and talks about that, you know, we're, we're, we're to go out and, and to disciple and to baptize and, and to teach. And so you can go anywhere. You can go across the street. You can, uh, you know, certainly go to different parts of the country that would feel like a, a foreign mission field, or you can go overseas. All of those are, are missions. And the idea of a missionary is kind of like that, that diplomatic charge given to, uh, to people or a committee to, to kind of establish relations. Well, in, in, in diplomacy, that's one thing, but in Christianity, that means the purpose of converting unbelievers. And so if a mission is, is the purpose of converting non-believers, then again, it doesn't matter if it's here in America or somewhere overseas. There's nothing about distance. Well, then a, a missionary is someone who's sent, someone who ministers the word, uh, such as an evan- evangelist. And so the, the missionary then, he is the one that's on the mission, the mission to proclaim the gospel for Jesus Christ. A missionary can also be defined as one who, who is, is an ambassador. He's a, an ambassador, again, not for America, but an ambassador for the gospel of Jesus. And so that can be done here in America or overseas. Well, how does this description differ from what Christian educators do? How are they different from public school teachers and staff? Well, there, there's, again, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions which begin with it takes distance. You know, Eric Liddell, before he went to China, would actually preach after his races. He used sports as a platform, you know, and instead of like today, maybe after a game, you know, a, a player might say, I want to give glory to God for, for what happened today, which is awesome. But Eric Liddell would actually preach a sermon. Um, that's pretty cool. And so he was a missionary before he left, uh, you know, Scotland to, to go to China. Uh, missionaries aren't, aren't, you know, saints. I mean, they're, they're, they're not angels. They're, they're just people, people who are, who are willing to serve, people who are willing to, to do this job of ministry. And so one of the, the misconceptions is, well, you can't get paid. Uh, you, you, you can't make money. Well, Everybody gets paid one way or another. Somebody's got to pay the bills and whether the model is that you are a hundred percent funded by a church or family or friends or that you're a tent maker and 
and you supply, while, or it's a combination of both. But one of the valuable lessons I learned while serving as an elder in training was we actually went through the process of sending out uh, one of our own and sending out uh, a missionary for the first time for our church. And, you know, we had to, to go through everything and the, the, our financial responsibility of taking care of this family, you know, and re- reminding ourselves of the airfare, the retirement, the medical, his income uh, with his family and, and baby on the way. And so the financial package didn't diminish what the mission was. And so when we come back, we'll talk more about missionaries next door. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Today we're talking about missionaries next door. Missionaries have made such a huge impact on, on Christianity and the kingdom of God and and sometimes we think of them as only being one-dimensional. They, they must be people who somehow pick up and leave their, their home country and, and travel great distances. And, and I want to propose to you that missionaries are next door. And, and even more specifically, I, I want us to think about Christian education. When I think about Christian education, we're, we're talking about how, how missionaries are, are sent out and, and being a part of an elder board that's sent out a missionary family, you know, we had to to think about and consider when they were in this foreign land, well, how many times a year would they come back and, you know, what kind of airfare do we need to supply? And, you know, what if they're there for the next 30 years? Well, what happens with their retirement? And, you know, what about medical? And if there was a situation? And and so we had to look at the financial package. And And unfortunately, when we think of Christian education, especially here in America, we don't think of them as missionaries, and I think part of that is because we just think it's a job. I mean, they get paid, right? But most of our teachers uh, make way less money, and their package is, is uh, way worse, financially speaking, than, than a typical missionary. Uh, most of our, of our teachers in Christian education have to be uh, supported in another way, maybe one of the, you know, the one of the spouses makes a great income uh, somewhere else, and so that allows the other one to to be a teacher in, uh, at a at a Christian school. Or maybe there's a, a different way that that they're supplemented. But but make no mistake, they are missionaries. Uh, what does the Bible say ab- about Christian educators being missionaries? Well, we we look to the principles of missionary work for that answer. And and I have friends who are who are quote-unquote, in the mission field, and as midwives, opticians, dentists, food distributors, coaches, and teachers, to name a few. And, and the difference uh, between them doing these things in America 
versus overseas is a one is is purpose. You know, when you're a a midwife, an optician, a dentist here in America, you don't call yourself a missionary. Uh, you just go to work. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have a lot of missionaries that do those things. These are just these are just tools and vehicles, and and these are just ways to to spread the God the good news. I, I remember in seminary before I was quote unquote a paid pastor, one of my professors said, "Hey, preachers preach." And I remember from that day forward, because I was preaching on a regular basis and somebody asked me, well, what do you do or what are you training for? It's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be a, a pastor, a missionary um, in Christian education, but I know one thing, I'm a preacher. And from that day forward, it was, I'm a preacher. Had nothing to do with where I preached or how many people or how much I got paid. An evangelist is an evangelist. A missionary is a missionary. And so one of the things as we're talking about Christian educators as missionaries, I don't want you to get the idea that uh, there aren't many other forms of uh, Christian mission work that are, that are also right next door. But in Matthew 28, the Great Commission gives us, uh, again, that blueprint. Uh, begins with go. You know, get out of your comfort zone and be willing to move. Um, it might be just a, another city. It might be from California to Washington. It might be overseas, but it doesn't have to be. I know for me and my family, it was literally from, from California to Washington. And it was a radical change in our lives to go into full-time ministry in Christian education. The second aspect we see is all the nations. Well, I'm sure you understand that when the Bible was written, you realize it wasn't written from the United States. It wasn't written by Americans. It was written in, for lack of a better term, Israel. And of course, that would mean America. It would have to mean that we're the other nations. So it's kind of interesting when you think of it that way. And, and so, yeah, we are part of all the nations that need to be discipled. And, and what do we do? We, we baptize. We, we do that process of actually not only uh, discipling and evangelizing, but actually they, they make an, a, an exception for the Lord. They, they proclaim Christ, and, and so we celebrate baptism, the born-again uh, new birth experience. And what's the way we do this? We, we do it by teaching. You know, the, the gospel isn't a drive-by ministry. You know, and, I, and I'm not trying to, to put down the, you know, uh, a one-time sermon or anything like that, or a, or a two-minute conversation with the neighbor. But but the reality is the gospel, it takes time. There's a teaching process. And nobody has a better opportunity than a Christian school and a Christian school teacher in America. Our missionaries are the missionaries next door. First Corinthians 3.6 says, says, you know, it's, it's about some planting and, and, and some watering, but God causing the growth. This is, this is a process. It's a, it's a long process. The process of, of yielding a crop, uh, it takes effort, takes, takes hard work. When you think of trees, you know, some trees take seven years before they, they blossom or produce fruit. In Mark 4, the parable of the sower of the seed again describes a process that, that we see in Christian school. And it's the idea of, you know, we spread the seed and, and some falls uh, along the path and doesn't really take root. And some falls on, on rocky ground and doesn't take root. And some, you know, gets into thorns and gets choked out and doesn't take root. 
and then finally, some fall in the good soil. And so this is what Christian teachers do, is, is we, we throw seed, we, we cultivate, cultivate, we cultivate, we fertilize, we prune, we weed, we toil, we sweat. Now, I'm sure by now many of you are saying, whoa, 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 okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you really feel strongly about this, well, what about our public school Christian teachers and educators? And, and let me be clear, I'm biased. Of course I'm biased. Now, now, I think the best opportunity to minister to students is through a Christian school, but it's not the only way, and please don't, don't take this the wrong way. Pray for our, our public school educators that are Christians. They, they, they are in a fight, and they are in a ministry, and they do have a mission field, and, and, and they have an opportunity to, to influence people in the public school system. But, but, but let's be clear. This is clearly a, not a pro-Bible, um, you know, Christian, exclusive, biblically-based, or, or open to concepts like teaching creation or prayer, or talking about the Ten Commandments. It's, it's a difficult place. And so it's because of that that, that I believe that a, a Christian school is, is, a, is a better opportunity. You, you, you have no change. You have no shackles. You, you can actually, you know, say whatever you want to say from the Bible to, to do that hard work. And it's hard. And, and keep in mind, so many of the students uh, that are going to Christian schools, they're not saved, you know, or maybe they've been raised in the church and they have Christian parents, but they're still trying to find their spiritual sea legs. And that takes time and a process. And, and what a great place to do that. You know, our, our, our fourth graders, our, our eighth graders, our 10th graders, they're not ready to be Billy Graham. This is a time for training. This isn't really the time to be salt and light. As a student, they're still trying to learn. I mean, very, very few kids are actually able to be strong in a public school setting and proclaim the gospel. And it's true with the teachers as well. And so one of the benefits of being a teacher at a Christian school is, you know, you don't have to hold back your faith. Our, our coaches disciple athletes. Um, our secretaries pray with our students. Our bus drivers, you know, sing, you know, spiritual songs in the morning and, and pray for the kids uh, on the bus and you know, the Bible is openly proclaimed in all our classes, and we have biblically integrated curriculum, you know, and so we're able to have open Christian dialogue in all our subjects, whether it's in science or history. And so the local Christian educator, like a missionary, is a full-time missionary in the mission field. That's his focus. And he doesn't have to, to be afraid of getting fired for doing that. Now, one of the things I love about being, a, again, in a, a Christian school is that, you know, I don't have laws that, that restrict me. And so if I'm a fireman, if I'm a dentist, uh, if I'm a baseball coach at the local public high school, uh, I have this great influence on my, on my community, but, but it's limited. And so we want to provide a, a bigger platform. And, and, and as a salesman, you know, I, I had several opportunities to share the gospel with my clients. But as a superintendent, I get to teach, teach chapel to 500 students. I get to mentor 125 staffers. I, I'm allowed to counsel parents and teachers. And, and, and honestly, as a pastor, um, I'm jealous of my superintendent role. I get to preach and teach uh, Jesus Christ every day at my school. And, you know, and I've been blessed to serve at organizations like Seattle's Union Gospel Mission, but, but nothing compares 
to working side by side the missionaries, the ambassadors for Christ that work at Rainier Christian schools. And so like Luke 10 states that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There's a, there's a huge harvest at Christian schools, but the workers are few. And so, so before you go to another country, before you serve, give a thought about being a missionary next door. Give a thought about serving at a local Christian school. Give a thought about donating funds to a local Christian school. Think again, Christian. You've been listening to Think Again, Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.